Hello, and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue. Wow, your voice is so smooth today, April. I know. She was putting on an extra voice today. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> she's been replaced with an AI. Oh, my oh God. no! She's been gemini No! no. <laughs> Uh, and Colin Cunningham, I'm here too. He mentioned and Gemini, Colin Cunningham. Gemini, because Patreon episode this week is on Gemini Man. I'm getting it out. I'm getting it up right at the beginning of the episode, you guys. Yeah, right. subscribe <laughs> to Patreon while you just open yeah. this episode and you're sitting at your computer before you lay back to just listen to this podcast, like I'm sure you do every week. <laughs> Yeah, so actually a bit of housekeeping up front. I know last week we had said that the next episode would be the uh, winner of our bad movie lottery on Patreon. So uh, we'll have a a fan pick the episode. Um, But we're going to have to push that to next week because we have uh, something on order in the mail that we have to wait for it to arrive before we can review it. Yeah, so the movie they chose is only available on what? eBay. eBay? Okay, so. Yeah, you have to watch this movie that I directed. (laughs) (laughs) That you have to come to my house to get it. Well, someone's got to review it. Um, So uh, look forward to that. Hopefully it arrives before the next time we record. So instead, um, we're continuing on the um, great Canadian train. (laughs) Um, We just celebrated Canada Day last week um, with another Canadian classic. Well, a recent classic. It's a classic to me, um, Ryan's Babe from 2000. Yeah. I mean, it's a classic to you only recently because this film, Ryan's Babe, was never released to home video. It supposedly played locally in um, Saskatoon a few times on television, but it wasn't until Videonomicon found it in a dumpster while they were throwing out a bunch of tapes. <laughs> or maybe really? it was, was on it... a shelf. Like, it was somewhere no, hidden no, away. I... No, I think I'd read about it today, and they, they said they literally found it in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I wonder and if it was like the director's garbage bin. And they discovered this film that was made by a, um, usually a superintendent of a school who decided, hey, I can make a movie, too. I have stories to tell, and I want to pack this picture with babes. Wait, so Ray Ramaya, mm-hmm. PhD, we're reminded in the, in the credits that he's a PhD... <laughs> Is what is is a superintendent S- at a school? Superintendent is like a high yes thing. He is. Oh God, I'm thinking of, you're thinking of a janitor. As. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of janitor. Super in, Never mind. Superintendent Chalmers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so he's Skinner. like the, the head principal of all the principals. Oh, sorry, oh, Ryan. Do you think this is based <laughs> on like like kids that? As a superintendent, he kept running into and having wacky adventures. Oh, my God. Um, So a little background on how I discovered this movie. Um, (laughs) In a dumpster. (laughs) We had mentioned it last week, um, but uh, there's a local festival called What the Film Festival that Justin and our friend Peter run every year. And I think it was last year or two years ago. Um, You, Justin, and Will did like a live um, Important Cinema Club Mm -hmm. episode uh, at the, uh, what the film Bazaar, uh, which is just like where they have a bunch of tables set up where you can buy movies. And it was our friend uh, Will Sloan who mentioned this movie. And I don't know if you, what you guys were talking about. Maybe you were just talking about weird, weird, bad Canadian movies. I think we each pick like two or three of our favorite, like obscure Canadian films. And then we recommended them on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So I was there and, uh, I was like, that sounds like a. He gave a very brief synopsis. I was like, that sounds like something that I want to see. And so I bought a bunch of DVDs that day. But I from bought my that table. one. <laughs> yeah, it was from your table. Uh, this is a um, big like uh, grift that I have going. <laughs> I do podcasts where I introduce it and then I sell it from my table to the people. Like, oh, P- uh, P- uh, what, Justin, what movie would you recommend? <laughs> oh, definitely Ryan's Babe. All right, come to my table. I'll sell it to you. Fifty dollars available for fifty-five dollars. <laughs> No, it, table. it was a bargain, but uh, and then I I actually forgot until we rewatched that that what the film festival was supposed to do a screening of it this year, yeah. um, and of course the festival got canceled, and then yeah, the Flophouse was going to come and do a show about Ryan's Bay. Oh, yeah, that well, would have been like, so good. Yeah, oh, no. April brought it home, and I think we you bought a couple of movies. I bought a bunch, and I think we all watched the other ones first. Yeah, and this was the last one, and then we watched it. And I e- loved it. <laughs> immediately, we're like, I have to bring this down to Milwaukee uh, for yeah. the Red Letter Media guys because I was, I think it, I was going down soon, and like within a few months. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to save this, and I'm going to bring this down for Jay. I think they're going to really like this. And then one morning, 
every morning, I guess they release the new like best of the worst or whatever episodes. Uh, April was having a shower and Ryan's babe, they were doing Ryan's babe that episode. And I was like, holy shit. And yeah. I called April like, and it, it was babe. like when it first came out. So we were like, we didn't, there, there, nobody had was talking about this movie. No, no. So it was like a brand new like thing. Yeah. I thought and even though it's an old my, movie yeah. from like year 2000, even though it almost looks older than that. And then Colin <laughs> yeah. gave me a call and he's like, Justin, your finder's fee is in the mail. <laughs> yeah. So and like, I, yeah. I texted Jay uh, as soon as I saw that episode. I'm like, holy shit, you'll never believe. But April and I, like, I was going to bring this down to Milwaukee. And he's like, you've heard of Ryan's Babe? Yeah. Like, yes. And the funny thing about this um, release of Ryan's Babe is the cover is very misleading. And that is why they watched it, because <laughs> they make it look like a boner comedy. And it's not at all. It tries to be maybe, but it's it's not even a comedy, really. Well, it starts out uh, like every boner comedy does with uh, an attempted rape and murder. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a Miller's Crossing shot in Alberta. <laughs> exactly. Look um, into your sorry, heart. Not Alberta, and, Saskatchewan. Oh, gotta get Ryan's, my places straight. And Ryan's not even in this <laughs> no. opening scene at all. Oh, this is so, con- I have so many notes. Well, okay, let me so just open notes. by saying we might not be able to go through literally every scene because there's too many. And there's too many locations. There's too many characters. It changes like every two seconds. So for you literal heads out there, or sorry, literary heads, this is like <laughs> Tristam Shandy of Canadian hoser <laughs> drama comedies. You know, there's a million asides. At one point, the main character is working at a hotel and we're not sure how he got there. <laughs> There's there's no logical flow from scene no. to scene, so no. it's why I had to take so many notes. It's just like to keep track. we're in this scene now. Mm-hmm. We're in this location. We're in this location because you can't. It, it just seems like random scenes well, to sort of cobble together have, into a movie. Yeah, I, exactly. I have to give credit to the the YouTube show Good, Bad, or Bad, Bad, who also reviewed this uh, months later, um, and they pointed out that this might be an adaptation of the Odyssey, but I don't know enough about that story to be able to go, okay, this scene is this, this scene is this, this is more vague than that, but like the 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 crazy stalker girl is holding the odyssey at one point ryan is reading the odyssey throughout the movie as well yeah yeah that's interesting so it's like a it's like a oh brother where art thou it's like a guy goes on a crazy adventure while his lover is at home waiting for him Uh, not his lover (laughs) (laughs) not his lover no not at all this is a crazy yeah this is a an insane person i mean this film if you're not going to be generous it seems to have some uh yeah shaky politics when it comes to the um, female gender. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It's very problematic and like, it's not like all women are evil, but it's just, there's some real like unsavory um, things that happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has a very odd perspective on the female gender did they ca- they cause trouble that's basically it it's, yeah that's like the thesis so the director is interviewed on the disc uh that the movie was released on and he says that you know movies usually it's a woman that gets into misadventures and has to be saved by a man what if it was a man that just got into <laughs> misadventures the entire time so yep, that was his summary of why he wrote ryan's babe Jesus, but it seems like he's kind of saving all the women along the way. Yeah, he's helping people out uh, everywhere well, he goes. Well, he's killing some of them as well. <laughs> he's killing them through sex. Ooh, yeah, what do we'll you... get to that. Uh, oh my well, God. yeah, that's like at the very end. So okay. this is a film that uh, I believe it was shot in the 90s. It says 2000 on the back of the box, so maybe 2000. Who knows? Uh, yeah, the, the fashions it, are very mid-90s. It, it looks like the 90s, yeah. yeah. Shot on film, uh, you know, beautiful. Full Saskatoon locations, and most importantly of all, completely dubbed. <laughs> yeah, it's every- also four by three. Like, yes, I don't think that a, a widescreen version exists. Yeah, no. that's another thing. So yeah, if it was done in the '90s, it would have been. But even like early 2000s, uh, you know, HD wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that popular. Standard. Yeah, it just looks like a television show. It looks like a Canadian television. It does. Show. Yeah. So like, maybe it was it was so done much. for that reason. But yeah, everybody is dubbed in the entire movie. Uh, the actor in an interview that I saw, he said that 
they didn't actually record any like onset sound. So sometimes he didn't know what he was saying. So he would like watch a scene yeah. and be like, oh, I think this is what I have to say. Like, yeah, that oh, explains watch out, a lot. My pants. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm guessing that like they had the script, but if they ever improved, like mm. the scene where he wins the lottery, the lottery. ticket, <laughs> question, question mark, um, he has no idea what he's saying. And it's, it's really funny. People it, listening you can almost... to this are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> exactly. I know. This is a very, very, it's almost an inexplicable movie because because it's hard to believe that something with this weird tone and all of these weird things that happen happen and yet it's 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 fun it's 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 a funny movie well, so you want to see what like, comes next so just yeah. like Ryan Babe itself let's jump back in time to where we oh, started God. which is a woman and a man they, they're talking about something that we didn't see. Like, the woman seems rich. And she's like, you've been my bodyguard this entire time. They get in a fight. He, like, rips her shirt open. They're in the and, woods. Yeah. yeah, they're in the woods, too. And then she runs off onto the road. No, she shoots him in the stomach first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Ryan pulls up and she gets in his car. And, and she's like, drive, motherfucker. Yeah. And she's like, if I could kill my mother, I could kill you. Now drive. And this is like right into it. Like no opening credits. Like we start and it's like they're having this conversation. It it starts so fast. Forgive me, mama. I can't drive. (laughs) Yeah, she keeps saying that. And you're thinking, mama, forgive me. It's just like a, did she kill her mother? She just shot this guy in the belly. So she's like like a double murderer. I'm Sally, but that's not my real name. Nothing is true in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. And then. It, and then they go to a flashback, don't they? Yeah. Well, they, then Ryan tells Ryan, a little bit of his backstory. Yeah, and then right. Ryan says, you've been having a bad day. Can't be as worse <laughs> as my day. And it's like, no, it's it's, a, it's worse than your day, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Ryan just talks about how um, he comes from Saskatoon and he was, and he's like, well, things started getting really bad when I was in college and we're yeah. introduced to his friend Connie, I well, think her name Well, Ryan is. introduces her in the best way. He's like, hi, my name's Ryan. I have a friend named Connie. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and she's Connie is introduced as like a childhood friend, but we first see her like trying to butt in with Ryan and his girlfriend. And yeah, at university slash college. And then we flash back even more to them as children to them as yeah. children so i gotta confusing. say right now ryan is such a huge jerk in this movie oh yeah <laughs> he's the Big worst <laughs> no he's affable i mean he's yeah. well just like connie says she's like why are you so polite and indifferent he's 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 <laughs> polite I'm a sociopath. and indifferent. Yeah. exactly but he's got no a emotions. killer smile you know? oh yeah he? that smile those pearly whites throughout this film <laughs> this guy, you know he reminds me so much of billy zane for some reason oh yeah he oh, can. Yeah, I can see that yeah he could be like like Billy Zane's like like less successful brother like Rod Zane yeah, or something exactly. like that. <laughs> I kind of like I looked him it. up. Uh, is Bill Levasseur is his name? Oh well, Bill Levasseur on the back of the DVD case it says The West Wing, and I checked. Um, he played an aide in two episodes uncredited, so saying yeah. that he was in The West Wing is very generous. Well, he's in Charmed, Melrose Place, The West Wing, and Love Boat: The Next Wave. But like <laughs> hey. all all his credits are uncredited, mm. <laughs> so that means like person in background or you know he never showed up so he entered those on his own on imdb oh definitely well he's like a handsome guy right so that's probably why they put him in the background of things in the interview he says that he's done like a lot of commercials like Coors light commercials and you know modeling for calendars i guess i could see that back in the day now you know i'm sure he doesn't Probably tells people he's like Billy Zane's cousin. Yeah. Well, he hey, agreed it's me, to, Brian Zane. <laughs> Brian he Zane. agreed to be on the DVD. So, and I know that I I have, yeah, I did watch his that biggest interview. Movie, that's and I, he was like, he's, he is seemingly embarrassed by this. He's like, why is it like this? Why why am I just smiling like an oh, idiot into the camera? his biggest movie is a film that somebody found in a dumpster. <laughs> yeah. But he is the main character. And when you're a struggling actor, like... That is something. And know. he gets to bounce off so many people in this movie. Oh, because, yeah. you know, in that flashback where he's turning down this uh, woman who keeps stalking him, Connie, uh, she decides to fake suicide herself. Yes. Which yeah. uh, sends her father into a drunken <laughs> haze and he grabs a shotgun and decides to kill Ryan. I love the father, her father figure. Yeah, the, father's like, the father's like, inter- 
yeah, he's introduced in like a bar in Saskatoon, like beating the shit out of somebody, and he has like a cut on his face that's bleeding. And then he hears about the whole daughter suicide thing. So he was already drunken in a drunken rage, <laughs> and yeah. then he's even more angry. Yeah, but then you see her like being kind of wheeled in on a stretcher by her mom, mm-hmm. and it's kind of revealed that oh, you know, she she tried to commit suicide, and, and then he assumes that it's ryan or he finds a suicide note yeah because she was like ryan you did this to me blah 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 because it's the only way that she can get his attention right and ryan's like what's going on so ryan i think he jumps in a car and just hits the road well Uh, he's outside reading shakespeare with his friends and drinking beers (laughs) yeah as you do in saskatoon yeah (laughs) and and connie's father comes up with a literal shotgun, a shotgun. and uh, is like oh, I'm gonna blow his head up and so then he runs away and he skips town and the only reason like he's not even upset about Connie at all oh, no. he's upset because she said it was his fault and Ryan he's like now never people want to kill me in this movie he's just like a stone smiling yeah. face as he plunges the knife into your gut he, he might be and- a little bit dumb as well He's a go-with-the-flow guy. Yeah, yeah you know, but, he's a big, like, um, Dave Matthews fan, I would say. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can feel Do you that. think he even knows about Connie? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe the dad just showed up. Oh, he talks well, to some people on the phone. But yeah. he doesn't have to worry because when you watch the movie the first time, you're like, oh, I guess Wild Bill will chase him throughout the movie. Nope. Nope. Doesn't come up again. Yeah, and what's weird <laughs> is that it starts off with this very strange structure of in media res and then we go back and then we go back again and then we go forward it doesn't do that again it just it's just forward but we keep cutting back to Saskatoon and Connie constantly throughout this movie as she slowly gets over him I guess no she doesn't get over him she she decides that she's going to admit that she faked the suicide and apologize to Ryan's mom and she's like pining for him and this is throughout yeah. the whole movie so this while is he's the, having yeah. misadventures yeah this is like the B story the subplot but yeah. uh, first of all okay like the hitchhiker that murdered her mom (laughs) murdered her security guard like the rich harris i guess (laughs) i guess we kind of like flash forward from the two flashbacks Mm -hmm. to them at a diner and uh she basically you know she's on the news whatever so basically somebody else had killed the mom so whatever and then she's she just gets on a flight and takes off her name is never see her again (laughs) never see her again like why didn't we just start the movie with the flashback or just with Ryan? Like, you should why, have done why it in we, order, right? Yeah, why it did we started even need with a bang, Colin. You needed with to an grab attempted the audience. murder and rape. Yeah, or it should have started with him in his car driving and then maybe a, like, maybe you're wondering how I got like this. But no, we start on these, these, <laughs> yeah, this hey, person. Hey, everything freezes. Like, yeah. you're probably wondering how I got here. Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. We start on this person we don't know. They could have just started with them as kids or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's so bizarre why we needed this whole scene at the beginning that has no effect on anything. So we didn't point out that there is, like, some amazing, like, Canadian alt-rock in this movie. It's like, you can't walk right out of here. Oh, the plays like right. over and over and over throughout the movie. Yeah, great, it's very literal music. and on the nose. Isn't there yeah. a song where he's like, "You can love another man"? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only song I remember. Well, well, other than the theme song, which plays a bajillion times at di- at different tempos, and it's so catchy, you'll you'll get it in your head. Well, yeah. this has also very dramatic library music, like da na 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 na, like big orchestral cues. <laughs> that they probably got for nothing <laughs> that they layer all over this picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, they got to do what they what what they can to make it more exciting. Just like a phobe, you know? Uh, what yep. are you talking about? This movie is so exciting. It's like right into the very next scene, uh, you know, Ryan is driving down the road. So this is like a road trip comedy. He's going, I don't know where he's going. He doesn't know where he's going. I think he's going to Calgary, but then he's like, I'm going south. And I think he goes to Las Vegas. How far is that from Saskatoon? He Uh, ends up in Arizona. Yeah, he ends up in Phoenix, which we'll get to, and then Las Vegas. But yeah, I think his plan was he's like, I'm going to go stay with my friend in Calgary. But he ends up going to the States and we see a sign now leaving Canada and he gets his car 
kind of stolen by no, a couple. Okay. Somebody so he, buys it uh, yeah. from so him. He, he sees a, a couple on the side of the road. It's a guy with a flat, and he kind of pulls over, being the nice guy that he is. And this is like, you know, a running theme in this movie. His niceness gets him in all sorts of you know, trouble, wacky shenanigans. Hey, what's your name? My name's Ryan. I go to college. <laughs> Well, that scene is really bizarre because, and this is all this weird dubbing, but um, this woman is like, I don't want this car. I don't like this color green. And it is not green in any way. Well, she also says like the car is haunted and bad luck. Yeah. But the point is it's a turquoise car. It's not green. Yeah. It's kind of like a slightly more green than Ryan's car. It's like the same color. It's slightly different, but it doesn't matter because Ryan sells the car to them and then hears on the radio and the radio is like, Ryan's sidekick throughout the movie because <laughs> yeah. it's constantly delivering exposition. That yeah. and televisions that are in bars also yeah. tell yeah. him exactly what information what he, needs he needs. <laughs> so it's like, watch out for people trying to sell their car because they have fake bills. And he's like, yeah, fake no! U.S. bills. Because so, he needed U.S. money to go to the States and then he throws the money at the window. Yeah, so he's driving. They give him like $1,000 for his car and they trade him for theirs, and he's driving along, he hears this, and then immediately starts throwing the money out the window. Yeah, but don't worry, guys. It never comes up in the plot again, like everything nope. in this movie. Yeah, uh, to say that this movie is episodic would be an understatement, and it, it almost is like, what if this was a television show? A pilgrim's progress, <gasps> if you will. Yeah. Oh, this would be amazing. It'd be like the littlest hobo if it was like a TV show. <laughs> like Ryan goes to yeah. city to city, getting abused by women, and at yeah. the end, like he just gets in some other terrible. Every situation. episode is another one of these little situations. He's that always he gets getting into. scammed. Or Every episode of. ends with him running down like the highway in his Canadian boxers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the theme song or like the end credits. Yeah. Ryan's babe. Uh, an important tomorrow. question. Which one is Ryan's babe? I, I I'm pretty sure it's Connie because yeah, at the I end of the movie, Connie, yeah. he calls her babe. So. Yeah, he does. But I feel like it's more like the royal babe. Like they're all his babes. <laughs> the like royal babe. Everyone wants to be Ryan's babe. You hey, know? Royal what was babe? your favorite part of this movie? Well, speaking of the babes, I have to say that it. I mean, I liked a lot, but the Connie at the towards the end of the movie. Um, he starts having visions about her. Oh, yeah. Um, like hallucinations over the Grand Canyon. He, yeah, he goes to the Grand Canyon and he starts reflecting on his life and he's imagining her and she's like standing in front of a black backdrop and it she was looks very... She like, like Mufasa in The Lion King. Like, Simba. In the sky. It was very Lynchian. It's some, it really reminded me of like Mulholland Drive or something yeah, like that. Ryan, in, you're yeah. living in a dream within and, like, a dream. The... Uh, the cheesy performances that she gives especially really reminded me of Naomi Watson in Mulholland Drive. Only in that movie it was intentional and this yeah. is not. Um, but like, why is she just standing in front of a black screen? And then he like, they superimpose her like in front of like the Grand Canyon, right? Ryan. That's what happens. I think it like fades in and fades out a couple yeah, times. But that <laughs> it's was like just the opening like, of David Lynch's Dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. It's really it's like, like, and that's how the spice is made. It's like, Wait, I have no I'm idea. back. <laughs> no, and she says, Wait, come back. And yeah. one more thing. It was just like so out of left field for a movie that really doesn't have that much like, you know, flair and style. And it was just like, whoa, like, what is this? And it was just hilarious. And yeah. I, 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 that moment was just like, it solidified this movie as more of just like, you know, a crazy misadventure. It's like, okay, this movie's bizarre. Yeah. And this is, know? this is, it just keeps going. I don't, speaking out of left field, uh, Ryan then gets knocked out because he is mistaken for the son of a mob boss. Yeah. He kind of bumps yeah. into, uh, himself at, uh, yeah, airport? he plays his own like double in that scene. Um, it's and some real they... Mulholland Drive shit. Yeah, <laughs> that too. And then they kidnap him, and then they go to this like vacation resort <laughs> place. There are so many asides that don't involve Ryan. Like we watch whole phone conversations yeah. between two mob bosses, and you're like, who are these people? Why does this matter? There's like, yeah, he's kind of taken to the. It's supposed to be like a mob boss's house. I it, guess it, it clearly is some sort of 
resort that's or, off season because yeah. it's empty and it's also like kind of winter so <laughs> every day is off season in saskatoon yeah there's like a communal bar you can tell that the upstairs are like kind of cabins because they have bunk beds and stuff like that it does not look like a mansion but there's a, there's a lot of wood and mm-hmm. this is when we meet Shakespeare, oh, the God. weird mob goon who likes to recite Shakespeare on and on, and it's really well, annoying. We meet him briefly, and then Ryan escapes, and we never hear of this plot line again, like all of the plot lines in this movie. Yeah. yeah, I felt like this one lasted a little longer. There's a lot of, yeah. I mean, we'll get to there's, this, but there's an extended sequence of him using the bathroom. There's two sequences of him using the bathroom. <laughs> It, just in, in this scene in this alone. Scene, he pisses and shits so much in this movie. <laughs> but he's not really shitting that second time. He's just pretending so he can escape. He's pretending he's constipated. So I think in every story, there's <laughs> the like a pissing Captain scene. Captain America move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling sick. Can you yeah. pull over the car? So, I mean, we, we do get scenes of like these really, really badly cast um, Italian mob boss guys talking to each other. Um, and then he jumps out the window and hops a uh, wait. We have truck. Even, we got to talk about this whole like mobster story. Well, so I don't do even we? know. I don't even know what happens. <laughs> well, they they kidnap Ryan, thinking that he's the mobster's son, and then yep. they bring that- him back to their like getaway and then they call the other mob boss and they say hey we got your son and then the guy's like okay hold on a second he's like hey check on my son he's like yeah he's gonna be here in 10 minutes he's like wait a minute that's not my son you've got so then he sends like a a hummer full of guys so there's like a gang war like a mob war but you never see it You hear it. Yeah, you. It, a lot of things happen off screen in this movie because they couldn't afford to shoot a scene. Yeah, so Ryan kind of escapes from this mansion, quote, mansion slash resort. Resort. Where everybody has like the most hoser accents. Wait, how does he end up in a hotel where then a vigilante group of women want to cut his penis off. I think I remember this. So I remember this. He hops on a truck that's like clearing away like trees and stuff from the the mansion. And then he ends up on the side of the road where he's picked up by the creepy truck driver, right? Yeah. Yes. So basically he's escaping from the mobster's mansion. And then as he's jumping in the truck, we see like a Humvee or another truck full of enemy mobsters driving into the mansion and then in the background we hear gunfire oh off right. screen so he just missed he just missed the like, this fight. gang war and uh you know and they're all like old men they're like 50 year old men oh like, for sure yeah <laughs> yeah so he gets in this uh truck or like a tree clearing truck runs away again uh, picks gets picked up by this truck driver who's acting really creepy and is really acting like uh he thinks that ryan is a gay prostitute and he wants to solicit him to the point where he actually drugs ryan um (laughs) and then he's talking to someone on the phone and we don't know why and we don't know what and then whoever is on the phone basically says like stop playing around and come here like leave this guy alone so then he's like hey ryan go to this diner talk to mike he'll sort yeah he'll he'll hook you up with a job or something but it's like he's in this this truck this is like a two-minute scene this is like something from like (laughs) breakdown or something like he he gives him a sweater he's like hey you cold like take the sweater don't keep it then he gives him booze like creeping on him drugged booze that so then ryan falls asleep and then he's talking to this guy who we never see on the other end of the phone, but then he's using code like, you know, the baby is asleep. Yeah, what is up with that? Oh my God, like what is going on? So there's something going on, and then we never see this guy again. Well, that's the theme of the movie. All yeah, everybody these... take a shot every time we say, <laughs> um, we're not going to see this plot line again. Everywhere yeah. he goes, no one comes back, except for the stuff at home in Saskatoon. Yeah, so mm-hmm. anytime Ryan is knocked out with either a syringe full of drugs <laughs> or whatever. Or a, or a Mickey. Or takes a piss. Yeah. <laughs> take a take shot. Take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be dead. And so Ryan ends up in a hotel room uh, and the door burst open, and a bunch of masked women think that he's a rapist. Right, but They're the cheerleaders. Scene, the scene before, he is actually now working at the diner. So the truck driver <laughs> told him to go to the diner, ask for Mike, and then it just flashes ahead like a few weeks where he's a full-time employee now. Yeah, but the, then when he goes to this hotel room, 
Mike or whoever is showing him the room for the first time. It's true, yeah. So maybe it was really just like the next the day. day I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, so, he's, so they, these women recognize him in the diner. Yeah, and they're they're like, ser- he's serving them. Yeah, and they're like, whoa, that's the, that's the guy that raped Tina or whatever. And so they show up in their cheerleading costumes. And I think this is a reference to the sirens in the Odyssey, like three right, three okay. women doing something. I guess it's like uh, in Oh Brother, where out there, there's the the singing sirens that lure them down to the, That's the right. river. I think, um, and then they knock him out. They drug him again, right? Yeah, they do, and they're like, "We're gonna cut his dick off and hang it from the ceiling, so when he wakes up, he's staring at it." <laughs> oh, if I had a nickel. Plan. Good plan. Every time somebody told me that. But <laughs> thankfully, the woman that was unfortunately sexually assaulted comes in and she's like, this is not the guy. Let's drug him and leave him in a bathroom. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, and then they're like, no, let's let's drive him to the state lines. They and say then, the mountains. Yeah, let's drive, drive him, him to the, the mountains, mountains and leave Wait, him Wait, where does he end up? Where does he wake up in a bathroom? He wakes up in uh, the very next scene. So they apparently tape his mouth shut, <laughs> drive him to the mountains and leave him and he comes in a bathroom. Too, and he's in like Arizona, right? I think it's like a women's bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it is. He left the whole joke. He's like, ah, no. <laughs> Um, so then we're getting very granular here. I think yeah. we need to, yeah, we don't need to, saying, we don't need to go with every, literally the details of every scene because it's so complicated. Cause we can skip ahead that like Ryan, um, falls in love with an escort yeah. and they have a long love affair. Yeah. Out of all of the scenes, this one takes a little bit longer. What about the Canadian he meets at the gas station? I don't remember the Canadian he meets at his get the gas station. He's a fellow Canadian, and then he's he hooks him up with a job at a hotel, he and just that's says, where he meets the yeah. He walks by, and the guy's wearing a Canadian pin, and he says, "Hey, oh, you like, Canadian? Ah, Canada." He goes, "I'm from Saskatoon." All Me can, too. All Canadians everywhere, um, and especially <laughs> yeah. not in uh, Canada, recognize each other, and then they want to help each other out because we're just yeah. So we nice. have blood debts. We have to do it <laughs> under penalty of the Queen, who will yeah. destroy us. <laughs> So yeah, so Ryan starts a relationship with an escort as he's working at this hotel, seemingly as a desk clerk and a waiter at the same yeah, time. Yeah, he's doing True. a lot of stuff. He's like uh, in a suit, but then he's also like at the front desk, but then he's also serving drinks. And then the the whole how long has Ryan been gone at this point? I'd like, say like seventeen years. Yeah, six months a year. I think it's supposed to be a month, but like we keep cutting back to the home stuff, and like I think it's only supposed to be a few weeks actually. But it's just like it'd be oh yeah, it'd be really funny if he just like he keeps getting more gray and his beard is growing. <laughs> yeah. and, he's, and like he's really old. every like scene that we're talking about here are all like melodrama. And it's hard to imagine why it's so funny, but it's fun. It's funny because it's so random and it's so like um, poorly executed. Yeah, and this hooker has like a child, and then yeah, we have hers like is a, the darkest of all. Really. Yeah, we have this montage where <laughs> he's hanging out with this hooker and her child, and it seems like in the montage, like ten years pass. Yeah, and <laughs> yes. he's like the child's new dad, <laughs> pretty much. But it turns out her pimp um, like beat her up in front, of the, in front of the the child, and she's like she's traumatized, and you know yeah the cops come and kill him. Oh, is husband. that what? Oh shit! Yeah, because um, he comes. Oh god, it's. It doesn't matter because Ryan is not affected by this at all. No, nope, he has no emotions. Well, the relationship a- ends in literally the next scene. He wins the lottery. And yep. he's like, woo, sliding down the banister. Uh, I was so confused because I thought that he was happy that like she broke up with him after this horrible thing. Because he can barely get out the words to describe what is happening in the scene because this is the scene where they, that they didn't have lines for. Yeah. And so... Woo! I won did, the lottery! If he now won he the lottery. funny about that, his boss is like, come and see me. And you see them walk into the office and yeah. then nothing. It's just the next Now he's scene. going like, woo! And he's reading the newspaper and then he drops it and it says like, uh, prostitute commits suicide. Oh, oh God. <laughs> but like, it was confusing because it almost seemed like he won the lottery like at where he was working, like it was a casino or something because that's mm. why he's like, come to the back with me but 
it doesn't and he keeps saying he wants to buy new clothes i'm gonna get new clothes yeah <laughs> he kept saying that and speaking of dubbing like it's a real smooth brain type yeah, it, this is one of those scenes that's very very obvious that the adr they had no idea what he's actually was saying when yeah they shot so it. he just had to wing it and it's nothing just, matches up it doesn't match at all but of course as we all know what how where this is going ryan decides to give all his money to his prostitute girlfriend um because uh, hey, he so was nice. he was affected by the story, even though he didn't really show it. He's Canadian. Colin, yeah. what was your favorite part of the movie? Oh God, uh, I really should have thought of this before the uh, podcast <laughs> you recording. Have one job, Why Colin. Don't we, have you said your thing? No, but I'm saving it for the end because it's the literally last thing that you see in the movie. Oh, okay, well we can bitch. move on to the next scene, and we already just this is around this time is when he goes to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, come and, back to me and yeah. think. Yeah, Colin, and think it's easy. About... All you have to do is when we say something and you laugh, you go, "That was my favorite thing." Yeah. <laughs> he thinks about his relationship with Connie, and I mean, as we have oh. not overly stated, she is a horrible stalker and a horrible person, and you, he sh- he should not be with her. Okay, I just saw the next scene in my notes. And that's mm. that's gonna be my favorite thing, but it genuinely so, is. Okay. How does he meet up with the guy who's like, hey, become a male stripper? Oh god. Just on so, the road. Like he stops off for a drink <laughs> and his whole life changed. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, he ends up in Vegas. We cut to him in Vegas after he wins the lottery. He leaves the, the prostitute with the money. And then we just sort of see him at a bar on his own drinking. He's really drunk and he's talking to the bartender. And there's no one else in the bar, which is weird. Yeah, it's everybody's gone. And uh, he's like, I'll have another one. And the bartender's like, well, you've had enough, buddy. He's like, just give me another one. He's like, hey. He's like, uh, don't drive. I got a a great gig tonight. Uh, Do you want to come help out? It's like, you know, you want to make some money. He's like, okay, sure. He's drunk and happy. He's drunk and happy, as he always is. Um, but then, yeah, it turns out to be, uh, a stripper gig at some stagette that's happening in the the red party that's happening at that bar later that night. But another surreal scene that happens is when he meets the old woman in the hallway, remember? Right. Yeah. And she's some like old debutante who was married to a famous football player. That's right. And she imagines him as a football (laughs) player. And and, and they show it with the dreamy, like, soap opera fuzzy lens. Uh, I love it. The haze filter. It's got, like, a light behind him as well. And he's like, hello, nice to meet you. And she, like, calls him by her, like, husband's name, But we can't skip the fact that we watch a long, long dancing sequence. Yeah. Uh, Is it dancing? Is it stripping? Is it karate? Who knows? (laughs) Hey, all three. This well, is you this know, is my if you favorite. You do it in thing. a cowboy hat. It's whatever you want it to be. No, I'm talking about the karate stripping <laughs> slash kind of break dancing too. Uh, he kind of goes into some break dancing, but this is doesn't yeah. he like hang from the ceiling and he's like yeah. Ryan does. I don't not think the karate, karate guy does. <laughs> not the karate guy. Okay. Yeah. Karate guy's doing all sorts of things. It's pretty cool. This whole sequence is really funny, I think. Karate stripper? I don't think that's ever been done. Yeah, April's like, is this can't be a thing. I'm like, come on. I don't want to sound like pretentious, but I feel like if you were a real martial artist, that would be disrespectful. <laughs> no to, way. To wear man. your gi and your belt. <laughs> And like pulling it off and do because he's doing real Abel's moves. Like, how dare you? Yeah, you are is, expelled. I'm telling you, if you showed I that, I need to, this money to feed my family. Yeah, there April. must be like there's like an emergency line, like a snitch line you can call. <laughs> April's like running to the phone. I'm just saying, if you were at a dojo and they found out that you were doing that with your official like gi and everything. Um, you would probably get kicked out or at least get like, like a stern talking to you. How know. dare you? We can only get sponsorship from wing places and uh, <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> bars. You look like a long duck dong that I saw at that strip club the other night. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Wait, what were you doing at the strip club? Nothing. Hey, watch out, man. We got Aprils around here. <laughs> they like to spot <laughs> us and snitch. Well, I mean, it goes to show you that these two first two strippers would probably never be male strippers. They look nothing like male strippers, but no wonder he wanted to get Ryan in there because he's an actual like male model, you know? Well, he's like the handsome guy with a good body. The the karate guy's a little scrawny. He's but, a little scrawny, but he's got hey, some moves. He's got like, this guy Anyone looks like can a be provoke. a stripper unless you do karate. In that case, don't you even dare. <laughs> you can be well, a stripper. Just don't wear your official uniform. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the second guy is the bartender slash DJ that hooks Ryan up with the job and this guy is like a freaking juggalo with no makeup (laughs) 
He does. Or like a, a gamer gator or something. Yeah, he does. He looks like he's got like spiky blonde hair and he's very pear shaped. Wasn't he wearing like silly glasses too? He's a little out of shape. April calls any prescription glasses no. that aren't sunglasses silly glasses. I think so. that they were funny frames, but I could be wrong. They could just be, maybe they were the style like, at the time. Like Groucho glasses? Like there's a nose and like eyebrows? <laughs> this yeah. guy is so out of shape, but he's like, he's dancing and cannot dance to save his life, but he's dancing like he's God's gift to women. And the women mm. love they it. They are going they crazy. Love it. April was so angry during this scene because she's like, they would not be laughing at this oh. or cheering. Oh, I thought she was like, she's angry because she's like, I wish I was there. How yeah. did I miss no, this? No, she's like, nobody would be clapping for this. Well, they just, they all look like the the, the director told them, just lo- love this whole thing. You love it, everything, you know? And it's like, <laughs> maybe Ryan, but not the these other two guys. Ryan, probably. for sure. He's the only one who actually looks like he's a stripper. Yeah. Probably was again. Strippers come in all shapes and sizes, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but I mean, the big moment is when he pulls his pants. Ryan pulls his pants down, and he's got the Canadian flag on his boxers. No. He gets a oh, lady. Okay. To pull his I pants hope you guys down. took your hats off and stood up when it happened. Oh, I did. I put my hand over my heart and I, I sang <laughs> yeah. the whole. Enti- and that's I sang the entire with- national anthem in French. <laughs> yeah, in French and in English. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's Ryan on the front cover of the DVD. So it's this mm-hmm. iconic look. Yeah, there's like this sort of. <laughs> His iron. iconic look, the one we have on the five dollar bill. Yeah, get all those um, genocide people off our money and and racist and replace it with Ryan. Ryan, in, yeah. In, in a in a in a boxer with a big Canadian flag on it. Put that the on the fifty dollar sociopath. Bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's like, uh, there's like an iron girder that kind of goes across the uh, the dance floor, and he kind of grabs onto it and hangs. First of all, he's acting like he's drunk he never stopped drinking i guess from earlier he's such a terrible drunk actor uh he's also wearing socks and he's sliding he's all over socks, the place he's it's sliding and while weird. this is happening we see previously the old lady was kicked out of the the stagette because the girl who's getting married was the daughter of the old lady's husband the football player who died and <laughs> yes. the daughter blames the husband's the, the, the old her lady, father's death yeah. on the old lady says like you murdered my dad kicks her out of the stag uh, stagette sorry and then so while ryan is dancing one of the ladies that we see earlier was is starts drugging his shots starts pouring Puts, like powder like, Ru- bunch ryan of white gets powder. drugged so much yeah. in this movie. really yeah. should have kept track of how many times pissing and getting drugged is like yeah, what I, he does in this movie this is like a fetish of the director maybe probably not yeah. trying to throw stones but uh it's 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 a little <laughs> on the nose. It's, it's not a fetish it's just you know it's an easy plot device just knocking out your main hero every five minutes get him to a new location okay yeah, yeah so uh, she like gives him two shots that you know very obviously pouring this powder into he takes two of them and becomes so drunk that she has to drag him off the the dance floor still in his canadian boxers and then he wakes up the next morning i think it might be night who knows in the bed with this old lady so he was just drugged and raped yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, he's like awake, kind of in bed, like, but, you, you know, it's obvious that they just had sex. And then he tries to get <laughs> well, up. Somebody. And she's like, you're in no condition to leave. So he, and the older woman is like, I don't know what to do with my life since Mike died. Uh, so that's why I've taken to raping younger men. And um, he wanted me to stick around until his daughter got married. And now I can die. And, yeah, and then, she and somehow then Ryan died. falls asleep. I don't think she says, now I can die, does she? Um, no, she gives the whole, like, tears in the rain speech. Something and then she like says, that. Uh, something like that. Time to die. <laughs> and, well, and then Ryan wakes up the next morning. The uh, older woman is fast asleep beside him. Or is she? Yeah, she gets in his car and turns on the radio. <laughs> he doesn't care. She died with a smile on her face. <laughs> yeah, well, what's really funny is that, like, Ryan's listening to the radio. And it's like, an older woman died. <laughs> uh, and then, like, a big smile appears on his face. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that. I mean, I guess obviously they put that ADR in later, but <laughs> it's it's he's and like, I yeah, think I that like her. Um, her stepdaughter is probably not very pleased that 
her stepmother died on, I assume, like the day before her wedding. Yeah, she's I probably think happy because well, she hated her. Yeah, she hated her. Uh, okay, yeah, that's gonna kind of like, make a tragedy out of your wedding. Oh, they should but... recut this whole movie or like rescore it so like Ryan is an actual psychopath, leaving a trail of, of <laughs> bodies. Bodies. In his it has wake. like a, um, a reference drive like score the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so we're work. almost at the end of this movie. Oh, are we? Jesus. Ryan God. calls home because he's had some kind of revelation that he wants to be <laughs> I've with killed Connie. enough people. Yeah. <laughs> He wants to be with his stalker who <laughs> faked suicide um, and he calls home and he's like, I'm coming home. And then he calls his Babe. own he calls his own house and Connie's there and she's like, oh, you probably, you know, want to talk to your mom. He's like, no, stay there. I want to talk to you. See you later, babe. And she's like so happy. She's like crying. And then he pulls a knife from the glove compartment and he looks at it. <laughs> One last body to my pile. So he's finally on the road ready to go home he's so oh, close but there's one hitchhiker left to pick up mm. who looks like a greaser <laughs> like <laughs> she's wearing like a leather jacket and like a like a scarf tied and yeah a knot she looks like her. some 1950s like rockabilly chick <laughs> and then um they get pulled over what is she by like? cops she wants to be an actor ryan gets out of the car and the police are like it's the murderer and they shoot him right in the head and he dies the end <laughs> oh i wish no don't they hear on the radio like woman robbed bank uh, uh, on the they? on the run oh no. yeah they do <laughs> she has another radio wait scene. doesn't she give them the cops the finger or something like yeah, that I guess she's yeah, like she does, fucking yeah. pigs or something like that and, yeah, then, and then they immediately they arrest him yeah she gives the cop the finger and then they immediately hear on the radio like uh, woman gives finger to cops <laughs> and then Ryan gets arrested by the cops and it's my favorite thing in the movie is like a three minute shot of just Ryan smiling it's like a knowing arrested. it's like a knowing he, nodding he's smile he's looking back at this woman he just met why I don't know. He's like, I'm in hell. I'm in a purgatory. I will never escape. I guess he's just like, yeah, I, I didn't learn my lesson. It's almost you, like, a, oh, women, they're still yeah. getting me into trouble. But it goes on so long. It's like the ending of Inception or something. With the... No, it's like the ending of like a naked gun. You know, the police squad TV shows yeah. where it's like a fake freeze frame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is like that. It's like Ryan Baby just smiling. He's like, like, you expect the credits to start to roll on his face? Nope. Yeah, it just keeps um, going which, and going. By the way, the opening credits, like the opening title is, I think, like, um, when we're still, like, with that heiress at the very, very beginning. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, like, uh, Times New Roman, white text, um, and then same at the end. Yeah, it's, it's Times New Roman. And I think it's right after she shot the guy in the belly as yeah, well. Yeah, then we just get Ryan's, it's the most un babe. unceremonious, it looks weird. like a work print <laughs> yeah, title. it's very yeah. strange. Well, it probably was a work print because it never got released anywhere. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, and that's the end of the movie. He yeah. never makes it home. He never makes it nope. to the titular bay. Some say that Ryan is still haunting the highway <laughs> He's a Saskatoon up looking for a babe he will never find. Yeah, what if it turns out he, like, the father actually shot him with a shotgun in the very opening <laughs> yeah, scene? Yeah, he died. It's, it's all like, like a... Um, occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge or something. Well, yeah, that, uh, what, what, uh, Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. <laughs> the remake. <laughs> he died in Vietnam. <laughs> I am really sorry that I never got to... Sorry. That was the most Canadian I, sorry. I didn't do that on purpose. I haven't gotten to see this um, with a crowd, and I was really looking forward to Ugh. that this year. It'll and kill with a crowd. I mean, who who knows when film festivals are coming back? Maybe next year. Yeah, um, Laser Blast. You should guide, like, the, the first Laser Blast. Well, it was going to play as part of uh, what the film festival, yeah. mm -hmm. I, I think. Um, and I had bought my, my all access pass and everything. Oh, man. Um, but someday. Uh, <laughs> no someday. refunds, April. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's, that's okay. No, she got her money back, ladies and gentlemen. What is this South by Southwest? Yeah, and the what the film fest was like happening in April, actually. So it was like right like when yeah. Corona was. I like remember at having worst. a conversation with Peter. I was like, I don't think this is gonna happen, and he was like, It's two weeks away. This will be done by then, right? Like, oh no! <laughs> Isn't that what we all said? Yeah. Um, but as no, we said, <laughs> um, Video Nomicon is uh, distributing mm -hmm. this DVD. I think it's like less than twenty bucks or something. You can buy it straight from their website. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Um, but I don't think so. 
like I said, it's not an expensive DVD, and this movie is totally worth owning. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and yeah. it's it's what I also like about it is that most of these bad movies in the genre of you know so bad they're good movies, action movies, horror movies, sci-fi movies. This is none of those things. It's it's not even a comedy. It's a drama, and it's just its own thing. Yeah, it 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 deserves its own genre. It's like a baffling, <laughs> weird puzzle that you have to. Yeah. try to make sense of that's also why something like the room is so special is that there's not a lot of like romantic dramas that are mm. so funny bad you know but it just makes you think of the director and you know you're just like whose mind did this come <laughs> from and it's like you know like a neil breen film it's like what is going well on i think he's like an, a, an intellectual who i'm sure had never made a movie before mm. um uh, maybe never. But he since. did make a second movie because it's on the DVD. Oh my god, oh, the really? whole movie! Yeah, the whole movie. Whoa! Well, we have the DVD, so maybe we should watch it. Uh, I should recommend if you order this from Videonomicon, you should also pick up Science Crazed, which they put out on DVD, and yeah. Ogroff the Mad Mutilator, which, oh boy, <laughs> I've heard of that one. Um, I feel like this one will appear on this podcast probably sooner rather than later. What, the Mad Mutilator. <laughs> the Mad Mutilator, yeah. It's a famous 80s, maybe 90s, um, a French movie that has no dialogue and is just a slasher character randomly going around the French countryside murdering people. Sold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that sounds good. Um, so if you uh, want to donate to the Patreon, we're on patreon.com slash thing is a bad movie. As we mentioned way back at the beginning of this podcast, our uh, bonus episode coming out uh, next week is on um, Gemini Man starring Will Smith. Um, and Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith and Will, Will Smith. Smith. And... Will. Spoiler. One of us love the movie. Spoiler. Who is it? Will You'll Smith. have to listen to find out. And we got through the entire podcast without saying the joke, I'm seeing double for Will Smith. Oh my God. Oh, what a wasted opportunity. God I damn feel it. like April was like clutching her chair <laughs> arms the entire time, oh, waiting for me or Colin to say I'll it. I'll put it in the description. Oh, of can the we video. just like record no. a separate Dick, part guys, after this? Yeah, yeah, wait, it, I'll like, do it now. I'm seeing double for Will Smith. No, man. Just slide that right in. I'm seeing in. triple. Nine. Will Smith. We say it like every episode. Because <laughs> there is one point where there are three of them. Ah, spoilers. Spoilers. Hey, spoilers. Um, and if you, uh, so uh, if you are on the uh, $5 level, you get the bonus episode every two weeks. And if you're on the $2 level or up, you will be part of the uh, draw to pick the next episode. As we mentioned, should be next episode is our listener request winner. So look forward to that. And if you want to email us, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. And if you want to tweet at us, we're at no such thing pod and my twitter and instagram and letterboxd is at april at mansky uh my letterbox is at justin declue d-e-c-l-o-u-x you can follow me on twitter at um declue j or listen to me every week on the important cinema club or the basement video podcast yes i have three podcasts so many god I'm seeing double three podcasts. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm seeing double six podcasts. Oh, I gotta do math. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Sergeant Zima, S G T Z I M A, and I think it's the same on Letterboxd. Yes. Yes, that's great. <laughs> um, well, happy Canada Day, by the way, you guys. Um, oh, there's yeah. some great, uh, really tons of great um, movies, good and bad, that have come out of Canada. So I'm happy that we got to at least celebrate uh, two of the, the smaller and prob- definitely lesser known <laughs> ones with Phobe, the Xenophobic Experiments, and Ryan's Babe. Hey, Ryan's, Ryan's Babe was on uh, Red Letter Media, man. This has got uh, exposure. Yeah, but like, it's really not like... It's not it is. It's not like everywhere. It's not like the room, you know. No, no. Um, and yeah, that's it for this week's uh, stay safe and stay Canadian. Uh, I'm April Litmansky. I'm Justin DeClue. And I'm Colin Cunningham. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. Wow, is that the April AI again? <laughs> yeah, where'd April go? Oh, no. Hire me for your voiceovers for I could redub a whole movie like on Ryan's face. <laughs>